As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Let's dive right in because I'm so excited to bring this topic to you today on the four core areas to develop your leadership. So I don't know about you, but I imagine that if you have been in entrepreneurship for any length of time, you have probably recognized the same thing I've recognized predominantly in the online space. You know, we're all growing businesses online for the most part, or we're utilizing social media to build community, connect with potential clients, to even run some of the programs that we have out there. And something that I've noticed over the last six, seven, even eight plus years is that we're seeing a lack of strong servant leader style leadership in the entrepreneurial space. And again, I'm really speaking from the perspective of the online space. So people leading and running online service-based businesses, whether it's an agency, you're an expert, coach, consultant, um, delivering on a service where you are acquiring clients and doing a lot of business online. What we're seeing a lot of that tends to kind of rub me the wrong way because it's not true leadership. We're seeing a lot of messages that are follow me, be like me, desire what I have, follow my directions and do what I did. You know, here's the steps. Well, no, first of all, here's all the pictures. Here's the stories of how amazing my life is. Here's all the things that I now have that I know you desire that you're not getting. Come work with me, come work with my company, come join my program, whatever the case may be. I'm going to show you exactly what I did. I expect you to do it. And then you're going to have these fantabulous results, just like I have. And then, you know, oh, by the way, if you're struggling, if you're finding it challenging, I'm just going to tell you what the last coach told me, which is it's all in your mindset and you just need to figure it out. That is the extent of the leadership that we're seeing in our online entrepreneurial space today. And I've done a lot of observing of this. So this isn't a judgment. This is literally what I have been seeing every single day for years, well over five years, well over five years, five, six, seven, eight years. And I got to be honest with you, it's always concerned me. It's also made me question my own style, my own way of leadership. It's questioned, it's made me question, or it's not made me, it's prompted me to question, well, is my, is my, what I believe about leadership just totally off, totally wrong? Am I just living on another planet? 
I know I cannot be the only one who's questioning themselves, whether it's in the category of leadership or it's something else, or questioning your beliefs, questioning your philosophy, questioning what you really do believe to be true. And I I have certainly been someone who's done that. The more that I have paid attention to what I see going on in the entrepreneurial space. And sometimes you can make yourself think, oh gosh, like, is that the way I have to be? Is that the way I have to lead? Is that the way I have to show up? Whether it's in the marketing and the sales or it's in the delivery of your program. So again, this has really occurred for me in a very strong way in the last, I would say, year to 16 months, 12 to 16 months. I'm I'm someone who has been in a lot of different leadership positions. And this isn't something that I typically publicly, I don't publicly like weave this into my emails and my social media posts. I, I just don't talk about it a lot. I am today though on the podcast. I have had a lot of leadership positions. I have also been led by a number of incredible leaders from a very young age. You know, I, I'm a true I'm a true believer in that we really start showcasing and finding out what our gifts are and what we're meant to do in the world at a relatively young age, you know, teenager ages, we start to see what we're really good at. We really start to see where we're shining, where we feel called to lead, where our heart and soul is really guiding us. I think we get kind of put on a different track as young people, because oftentimes our parents are coming from the perspective of, well, what do I want for my child? What's going to make me look better? What's going to make me feel satisfied? What do I think they need in order to grow and develop? And it's typically, it's typically the things that our parents were told that our parents believed from an authority figure. And then they just expect us to kind of fall in line. And that's, that's really the path that I followed once I became a college student. I changed my major five times. I graduated in four years. I had no clue what I wanted to do. I had no clue what I was interested in. I mean, actually, I probably did. And I was just completely unavailable to make any decisions. And my mom said, you should be a teacher. I'll send you to get your master's degree in teaching. So that's exactly what I did. And I'm very grateful that I did that because my teaching experience and that master's degree in teaching and my in-the-classroom experience working with diverse groups diverse populations every single day for seven years plays a massively significant role in the way that I facilitate when I'm running retreats, running workshops, even launching, running my own groups, running my mastermind. A lot of the way that I lead comes from that experience. So even when I was a kid, though, I started noticing that whenever we were put in a group, a small group, you know, a group of peers to work on a project, I was never the loudest. I was never the bully. I was never the bossy one. Yet I was the quiet leader. I could see the whole picture. I knew that each person on the team needed to play a certain role. I knew that, and this is as a kid, I knew that I needed to figure out what each person wanted to do. What was each person's personality strengths, skills, attention span at that age, what did it really lend itself to? And it was being able to identify that really quickly, the differences and the similarities really quickly in a group of four, a group of five people, a group of three people, and then being able to divvy that up, but not from the position of telling 
from the position of leading. And true leadership is about asking questions. And so I would ask questions to find out where each of my peers could really shine. And then I would, in my own Megan style, I would make sure that each person was moving their part of the project forward. And one of the things that you do in leadership to move projects forward when you have other people supporting you and moving that project forward is you pay attention and you give people praise and you praise people with specificity. You praise them on something that they're doing well, not generally like, hey, Joe, you're doing a great job. It's more like, hey, Joe, I love the way you're taking those different colored pieces of paper with a different texture and you're gluing them together in a way that really makes the um, audience member Um, it really takes the audience on a journey. I love the way you're thinking about this versus, hey, you're doing a great job with your poster, right? Like there's a really big difference. People want very specific praise. And the more that you praise what someone is doing specifically, you're going to get more of that from them. So at a very young age, I was always able to identify what's the thing that they're doing really, really well that I want them to do more of, that I want them to do that I I want them to develop that craft. Maybe I want them to do it faster. I want them to do it with greater intensity. I want them to do it with greater attention. What the leadership that we've typically all been really used to over the years is just telling us what to do or telling us how we need to do it better. And you don't want to do that as a leader because you're basically stripping away the purpose and the autonomy of that particular person on your team. Um, Whether it's you know, you're in a group project as a kid, or you've got a team with your company, or it's your clients, or you're running a retreat with a group of people. So that was a strength of mine at a really, really young age. And then I was always, you know, the captain of whatever sports I was playing. I was the captain in the first seat on the tennis team in high school. When I was a teacher, I was, oh gosh, I should do a whole episode on, um, God, this is such a good example of leadership and what a leader ultimately is going through in order to to lead an entire movement. I was when I was a high school teacher, this was in my mid-20s. I believe I was 24, 25 years old. I think it was 25. And my principal at the time asked me to be the graduation project coordinator. And what that meant was every single senior, this is brand new in the state of North Carolina, never been done before. And in order now for a high school senior to graduate and receive their diploma, they had to complete a year-long graduation project. And at the end of the year, they had to present their project in front of a group of judges. They also had to have a community mentor who they were basically apprenticing under. They had to have a faculty advisor. They were required to have a certain number of meetings with their faculty advisor, with their mentor. You know, the parents had to be involved. It was a massive undertaking. Someone had to lead that, right? I was working with all the stakeholders. I had to train and work with parents, with the student body. By the way, they were all pissed off. They were all very, very angry. And because I was the leader of this, I was the one who took the brunt of their anger. I have some stories to share there. Even though I wasn't the one who developed it, nor was I one who created the policy around it, I was just the one tasked to be the leader of it. I was, I had to get faculty on board, also pissed off. They're already stretched thin. They're already not being paid enough money. And now you're asking them to literally like have a part-time job 
on top of what they're already doing and not get paid for it. So you're, you have to get them on board. Then I had to, well, I didn't have to, I chose to partner with a nonprofit. The name of the nonprofit at the time was Chatham Together. And this was in Chatham County, North Carolina. And that nonprofit existed for the sole purpose of connecting children who are considered at risk or high risk of not basically being successful in life and graduating from school. They were placed with mentors that Chatham Together would train and develop. And that was happening in the community. So I heard about this group and I approached them and I ended up working with them very closely for a year. I met with them every single week and we figured out a way to identify who our most at-risk kids at the high school were at risk of not completing this graduation project, which meant they were already at risk of potentially not graduating. Now, even higher risk because they have this project to do. Most of them are not connected with someone who's going to be a community mentor, much less a parent that's going to support them. And we worked together to connect them with their their community mentor for this particular project and get them ready and train them on how to speak and how to give their presentation to the judges. And then I had to build a team of faculty members to help me put this event on one night where they all get judged. And we literally had to use every single classroom in the school building. So I had a team member who basically ran all of that. And then of course, I've been leading my own coaching company. I was a team leader for another really well-known coaching company that I work for. At any rate, I'll stop telling you my story. I have had a lot of leadership positions and I've also been led by some really, really great leaders in my life. Oddly enough, more men than women would I identify as a very, very strong leader in my life, which I find that very fascinating. And it's something that I really desire, truly desire to change in our society, but also in the world of entrepreneurship. I, just like every single one of us, am such a cheerleader for and proponent for women making more money, women generating more leads, making more sales, living their dreams, all those things. And for the last five plus years, I've really existed in this space of you know, helping people go out and market, learn marketing skills, learn the sales skills, launch and fill their group coaching programs, launch and grow their group coaching programs, make sales, make more money and all those things. And it's been great and it's been fun and I've been really good at it. And my clients have had great success and simultaneously, and I've talked about this part a little bit recently, simultaneously, and this got very, very strong for me in the last two years, 2020 and 2021. And I think the pandemic of 2020 and 2021 is what opened my eyes up even wider to the gap of strong servant leader leadership in the online entrepreneurial space. And it really compelled me. I have a great deal of conviction behind I am meant to be leading other leaders. I'm meant to be building other leaders still in the entrepreneurial category because part of that is building wealth. My position though, when I'm working with any client now or in the future, really, you know, moving forward in the future, it is going to be more on the leadership side. 
that still is going to involve strategy, business growth, because it's going to be with entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs still significantly need and want to be led in the category of running their actual business. And that is the thing that I've noticed over the years when a client or when an entrepreneur, again, especially in the online space, gets to a certain point in their company, they do not have the leadership skills to be a CEO. They do not have the leadership skills to run an actual company. So let me define that, define what I mean by this. There's a very big difference and a very different set of skills and actions. There's a very big difference between marketing and selling and filling your programs and making great money, even making like a lot of great money. There's that versus running an actual business. The first that I said is not really running a business. You are making money and you are delivering what you sold. That is not a complete running a business. It's just not. You got to be great at marketing, got to be great at selling, and then you're essentially trading dollars for hours and you have created a job for yourself. We've all been there. Versus you've gotten your business as far as you can get it by being the business. And what I mean by being the business is if you took a whole entire month off, it wouldn't make more money. Your clients wouldn't get serviced and nobody would know what to do. Like literally your business would just like disappear in a month or it would just like hang tight until you got back. Like nothing would happen, right? If you're really running a business, then you have the capability to do that. So I have found that a lot of established entrepreneurs are in this place I call the meantime. They're not where they used to be, but they're not where they want to be. And they're somewhere caught up in the middle. And where I'm seeing them get very frustrated, plateau, not being able to make the decisions that are going to grow their business to whatever next level they want, whatever direction they want to take it, it is lack of leadership. Hands down, it's lack of leadership. And in probably the last 18 months, I've also really been taking stock of, okay, what what's the work that I'm really, really doing with the majority of my clients? What are the majority of the questions? What category are they falling into? Where is my skill set being like most useful right now in the last 18 months? And it is all leadership. It's all leadership. My clients already know how to make money. They're not looking at me like, I need you to teach me how to make money because I don't know how to make money. They're not asking me that stuff. They're not asking me how to close a sale. They're not asking me, teach me a three-step formula so I can generate 200 more leads this month on my email list. Um, Truthfully, you could go figure out how to do that on a free YouTube video. You could go take a $500 course, self-study, and figure out how to do that, right? So it's all leadership. Here's what leadership is really about. Leadership is about being able to lead a diverse group of people with everybody has a different set of expertise, backgrounds, personality styles, learning styles, preferred processing styles, energies, you name it. It's being able to lead that no matter what it is. Right. So it's being able to lead people who are not just like you, essentially. And it's being able to lead a group of people 
in a room, virtual or in person, that are not all the same. As a leader, you're playing multiple roles. And you also must learn the art of navigating the roles and knowing when to transition from one role to the next. As a leader, those roles are, you are a teacher and you must become a skilled teacher. You are a guide and you must become a skilled guide. You are a coach and you must become a skilled coach. You are a friend and you must become a skilled friend with boundaries. You must be a facilitator and you must be a skilled facilitator. That is who a leader is. And in our online entrepreneurial world, typically people are really good at one of those. They have predominantly developed one of those skills. If we're just going to look at the coaching industry, we have a lot of really great coaches when they're working with someone one-on-one. They have never been trained in the category of teaching. You know, I have the luxury and the benefit of being a teacher with a master's degree in teaching. So I would say teaching is probably my greatest zone of genius, honestly. So um, if you're going to run any type of workshop, free or paid, in-person retreats, mastermind programs, groups, any time, any, anything you're going to run where you are serving more than one person at any given time, you must develop the skill set of teacher and then combine teacher and coach and know when to transition between the two. You must also be a guide. You must also show the friend side to you. This is the really vulnerable side to you, but there's a certain way to do that. And it's not about you. It's about you're playing all these roles to pull the best and the best out of your actual clients. So they become the best version of themselves. So they make progress so that they are achieving what they desire to achieve. And ultimately what encompasses all these different roles is the being a great facilitator. Leaders are great facilitators. So what are the four core areas to develop in your leadership? You know, part of it is you, you must develop the, the skill set in teacher, coach, friend, guide, and facilitator. And then I'm going to share with you four core areas to develop your leadership as an entrepreneur. Um, not really in any particular order, except certainly number one. So number one, it is becoming a, a great leader of yourself and your life. And my approach to being a great leader of yourself and your life is what I call a soul first strategy second approach. And it's also about tapping into becoming a living legacy right now, today. And we oftentimes hear the word legacy combined with the word leaving a legacy. Grow a business so that you can leave a legacy. The business that you leave behind is your legacy. And I'm all for that. I think that's great. I'm simply adding something to that, which is coming from the place of watching thousands upon thousands upon thousands of entrepreneurs become so bent and literally compartmentalizing their lives, so bent towards only focusing on their business and attaching their identity self-worth and deservability and level of success to a number in their bank account or a number of clients they're serving. And it is eroding away at the heart and the soul 
of the human being. Living a legacy now is about you filling up your calendar with new experiences. Becoming a phenomenal leader of yourself is about recognizing that you are the adventure you've been waiting for. I see a lot of entrepreneurs trying to create drama and adventure. We'll just use the word adventure first. Adventure in their business, which is all well and good. I'm going to invite you and encourage you to bring more adventure into your life so that you do not have to continue to have so much drama in your business. The second area you want to develop your leadership is your own company. So if your business is established, which means you're not early stage anymore, your business is established, which means you have got monthly recurring revenue at a certain level where everything is well taken care of and you're not scrounging. You have a brand that people know and recognize, at least in your neck of the woods, in your little slice of heaven in the internet. Your products and programs are in demand. People want them. You, you know, you could have a waiting list if you if you desire to have a waiting list. You have case studies, you have a proven process so that people are not getting results just because they have access to you. They're getting results because they're following a process. Okay. So that is what constitutes a you're an established entrepreneur. If you have reached that point, then you must transition into now learning the skills of how to be the leader of a company. Like I said earlier, if you are filling programs and you're great at marketing and sales, that is not leading a company. That is not leading a business. There are so many other parts and pieces that come into play. Team, operations, finances, the movement, PR, collaborations, partnerships, other arms to your business, other income streams, and the list goes on and on and on. You must become the leader of your company. Number three, you must develop your leadership around your team. Team needs to be led. This is one of the biggest mistakes that I see from entrepreneurs when they start working, like adding people onto their team. And I think there's also a big misunderstanding around what it means to have a team. So, you know, team could be you have contractors, you have associate coaches, you have part-time employees, you have full-time employees. There's a, there's a lot of confusion around like, how do I lead someone who is a contractor or a freelancer versus how do I lead someone who's more of an employee or those two different ways of leading people? At the end of the day, everybody needs to be led. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs who've got one or more people on their team and they just they have this expectation that I hired you, you're highly skilled, you should come in and you should know what to do. And essentially you should be able to read my mind and I'm going to be frustrated and pissed If you don't do what I expected you to do in my mind, the very first time I expected you to do it in my mind, that is not leadership, right? That's not leadership at all. That's like a dictator. Okay. So we must become really, really great at leading our people, our team, your team wants autonomy, your team wants purpose, and it's our job to create that your team also Like, let's go back to what are the different roles of a leader, teacher, coach, friend, guide, facilitator. You must learn to be all of those things for your team as well. If you refuse to, if you don't want to, and you want to continue being a freelancer, that is 100% okay. Be clear with yourself on that. 
be very clear on what your vision is. And if your vision is any bigger than it is right now, it is going to require a number of people. And it can be a small number of people. It could be a large number of people. Part of that is your vision. It is going to require people that you lead because you're not going to be able to move your entire movement and vision forward without help. So you must develop your leadership of your team, no matter the size. And then finally, you must develop your leadership in the category of your clients. When you become a really great leader of your clients, here's what it positively impacts. Client retention, client results, renewals, resells, referrals. To become a world-class deliverer, to become a world-class company, your attention must be it must really start to transition into servicing your clients, improving the way you're working with clients, improving your delivery style, improving your systems and processes, improving the team you have in place to be checking in with and supporting your clients. You must continually be innovating your program. You must adapt it and change it as culture changes, as society changes, as community changes, as you change and evolve, as your audience changes and evolve. It is imperative in this day and age that probably the most important thing in your company become, how are you treating your clients? How are you leading your programs and your services? How are you working with them? How are you communicating with them? How are you helping ensure they're happy they're making progress and they're getting results. That's not putting all the responsibility on you either. I, what I'm seeing is the cop out, the um, I don't have to get better at leadership response that we're seeing in our entrepreneurial culture is I'm not responsible for your results. And I believe that's really hindered us. I believe that's really hurt us. I believe that's really challenged our ability to become really great leaders. Now, I get it. I take self-responsibility because great leaders do. But I also ensure that I'm providing exactly what needs to be provided to my clients so that I am setting them up to be successful. It's the same thing that you're doing with your team and your company and yourself. How can you set yourself up, your company up, your team up, and your clients up so that you are positioning them for the greatest possibility of success? That's our job as a leader. That's our job as a leader. So a couple of things for you here. Uh, I run a Facebook group. It's called the Tribe of Legends, Leading Your Life and Business, Built to Last. We do a weekly Facebook Live show in there. There's a lot of really great conversation that goes on in there. You can click the link below to join our Facebook group. I also run a monthly brain trust. It's called the Rise to Legendary Brain Trust. That started in February, 2022. Our next one is on March 18th, 2022. The uh, link to register for that, it's totally free, is meganjohnsonhuber.com forward slash trust. It's an hour long, it's a leadership round table. So it's not you coming to listen to me teach. It is for you to come and I will facilitate really high level elevated conversations among peers. So you will be given prompts. You'll go into breakout rooms. You'll have conversations with other people who attend. And uh, then you'll walk out with a really great 
directory of who attended that call and you can further connect with those people. And also, if you are someone who's looking for a really high-level mastermind that has an inside-out approach where we are having, again, elevated conversations about leadership around yourself, your company, your team, and your clients, then I welcome you to reach out to me personally in regard to our Rise to Legendary Mastermind program. It We have in-person retreats, weekly group mastermind calls. There are some private coaching involved, guest experts. We have a Slack channel. Once a month, you can invite your team to a training. It's incredibly robust. There, I don't think there's anything else out there like it in the category of masterminds for the established entrepreneur. Reach out to me if you want to have a conversation about that. And then finally, we have got some new retreats coming up this year. So I have space for seven people at a retreat we're going to be hosting later this fall in Zihuatanejo, Mexico. They're going to go really, really fast. I already have a waiting list of people. So if you know you want to go on a retreat with me in Mexico later this year, let me know, reach out to me personally, and we can have a conversation, make sure it's a really great fit for everybody, make sure we answer all of your questions, and we'd love to see you there. Uh, Be sure to leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show and have the best rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.